Hi everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost and today we are en route. We are traveling and talking at the same time and I uh, thought I would give this a go to see how it all pans out but today's topic is breathing life into old craft supplies. Now we all have them or most of us have them some little stash or little pile of stuff that we got so excited about a while back and had to have it and hunted it down and secured it and brought it home, dusted it off, put it on a shelf or put it in a drawer and maybe cracked it open and played with it a little bit and then a big heap pile and nothing happened with it. And this is probably more common than not. Um, can I say the word gelatos to anybody? Um, that's probably one of my great offenses or colored pencils or, um, oh gosh, I've got so many and I don't even know where to begin. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you, you know, there's, there's something to be said for breathing new life into these guys, breathing new ideas into them, taking a second fresh look at them, especially when you feel a little bit out of sorts maybe your crafting mojo has kind of flown out the window and it's just not happening maybe it's time to rummage around in those little cupboards or drawers or boxes or bins or however you're storing your goodies or maybe you've got piles of stuff from crafting days gone by let's say you are really into jewelry at one time or you were into soap making at one time uh, I'm, I'm running down a list of the things that I used to do or mosaics. I had to, you know, do everything mosaic. <laughs> um, so uh, there is little bits and bops of uh, residual crafts from days gone by. But if you take a look at them with new light and new eyes, you can sometimes see that they can transfer over to things that you're doing currently. And the beautiful thing about uh, junk journals or making books um, uh, is that so many things can be added to the covers or to the insides or to embellishments and maybe it's time this year instead of running around buying so much new stuff we just actually consider rummaging around and breathing life into our old craft supplies now I've got an embossing machine it's a um, big shot embossing machine and I love it it's manual it's not electric it's not fancy it's not like a cry cut it's very old school and I love it and I it is big and clunky it takes up a lot of room but it's one of those things that I just will not get rid of but honestly I don't use it nearly enough and it really gives me beautiful results and that's one of the things I'm committed to this year I want to pull out my old big shot dust it off and use it more because I've been thinking about it a lot and uh, it's been calling to me and uh, I'm getting some ideas of, of things I'd like to use uh, it for so I think my big shot is one of those things I'm going to pull out now my big shot um, I know the new ones are kind of expensive but I found one in Tuesday morning they had a blowout sale on them oh probably a few years ago now um, so you can get them if you look around you don't have to buy the new latest and greatest model you can buy one that's you know from yesteryear uh, they still work great you just crank them through it's kind of like uh, you know how you crank a pasta machine you just crank your stuff through and it does amazing things it uh, embosses me 
meaning it raises edges and makes little depressions and, and raises edges on your work and it also um, cuts. You get these little dies, you can, uh, uh, you can cut things and uh, go to town with that. Now the die cutting thing, um, that was probably where I lost interest with it and I found it a little bit cumbersome with the cutting. Now I know some people love this, so you know, more power to you, go for it. Um, but for me, you know, chasing around those little tiny pieces of stuff that got stuck and pulling out the brushes to get the little tiny pieces stuck out and all that, it was just, oh my God, it took me so long to make one little cut thing. Um, you know, I don't know. It wasn't, uh, it, I got, it just took too long for great joy to happen in my world. Um, so that kind of got put aside. Of course, you know, I had to end up going all, I bought all those dies and all that and they're sitting in another drawer. We'll have to figure out something to do with those. Um, but maybe I'll breathe new life into those too. Maybe I need to relook at that whole process. Maybe I need to reconsider all of that because I have a lot of paper and I could certainly crank out some uh, die cuts if uh, need be. So um, hmm, maybe I'll have to rethink on that. But uh, yes, but the embossing part, you know, there's so much that can be done with an embossing that uh, it's really something that's easily forgotten. And uh, I saw a Facebook group member on the Facebook, uh, uh, the Paper Outpost FB group page, she did a beautiful uh, embossed cover where she took different pieces of paper and embossed them differently. And then she attached them all together almost in a Franken, Franken page style and she colored them different colors and it came out magnificent and then she highlighted the bumps with some accent colors oh my god it was gorgeous it was one of those jaw droppers and and you're thinking man that is amazing so you know here's a nod to the old craft supplies that may still have a value and bring joy if we just look at them with new eyes um, you know, so you might have some other old, uh, you know, machinery or tools or stuff like that, or, or just paints or um, watercolor or acrylic paints. Um, you know, acrylic paints is something I need to remember to pull out every once in a while. There's so many possibilities with acrylic paints. Um, and uh, I think it's a great way to spur your own interest in your mind, getting your creative juices going by literally just reaching into a drawer pulling out something you haven't used in a long time and just say, okay, today I'm going to use this. I'm just going to use it and see what happens. Or I'm going to come up with three ideas using this. And uh, let's just see what happens. Let's be non-judgmental with ourselves. Let's just create with reckless abandon, remembering that fun can be simple and just go for it and make something. And when you free yourself from the judgment, then that's when you can really start having some fun because you're going to be very brave and very bold and you're going to be splashing down colors that you don't normally use and you're going to be maybe ripping and tearing and, and gluing and, 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 you know, a lot of fun can be had. And honestly, who cares if the end project is perfect? If you had fun along the way, that's really all that matters. And I think that, you know, a life that's, you know, attached it has little bits of fun sprinkled throughout it it just knits the life together so beautifully um, we all have mundane stuff in our life we all have the drudgery we all have the have to's and the errands and the you know whatever it is that you get caught up with in regular daily life but 
it's awesome to be able to sprinkle some fun in around all that stuff so that, you know, it can put a smile on your face. It can be one little, you know, happy part of your day or several parts of your day or several parts of your week, however you decide to do it. And um, if you can really let go of the fact that everything has to be perfect and you can just like run through the meadow freely, happily, uh, experimenting with uh, your toys, basically. And um, I don't know why we reserve all the fun for kids. I mean, adults can have fun too, and we can have, uh, I don't want to say adult toys, but uh, <laughs> we can have toys that are mature. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there are things that uh, are, are better to be played with for adults, you know, like some of the glues and some of the you know, cutting devices are certainly not in the realm of uh, uh, safe for kids, but, uh, you know, in our hands, you know, we can use them in multitudes of ways and have fun with them. Uh, I remember in art class when I was growing up, there were a lot of rules. I mean, you, you could have, you were supposed to create something, but there were a lot of rules in art class because they wanted to keep everything clean and minimal and well, we didn't really have a lot of supplies in art class uh, when I was growing up. You pretty much had construction paper and this horrible, useless glue. It came in, it looked like caramel, liquid caramel in this like plasticky squeeze bottle that had a rubber stopper that you had to push down, like you had to hold the bottle upside down and push on this rubber stopper and that would allow the glue to ooze out and then you released and the glue stopped. But there was always this caramel crust that formed across the top of the thing because the glue always oozed out more than you needed it. Well, we have, we have that today too. <laughs> but uh, then you had to break all the crust off so that you could get more glue out the next time. And, um, you know, it, it was not the greatest glue. It was probably, I don't know if it was non-toxic. Maybe they didn't even do non-toxic at that time, but it was what we had. And that's what we played with. And that was the best of it. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I have I have construction paper and every once in a while I will use it in my journals and I remember thinking at first is this is this too infantile is this too childlike I mean only children play with construction paper because that was a big anchor that I had in my life the construction paper came from my childhood days not this actual construction paper but um, it reminded me of that and then I thought well why am I barring myself from using certain papers? Why am I barring or banning my, banishing myself even from uh, having fun with a certain type of paper? That's silly. So I decided to shake that off and I, I got some construction paper. I found it at a thrift store somewhere and uh, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to play with this and have some fun and, and uh, see what happens. It may not last centuries. It may crumble and fall apart or I may just have fun with it and everything will be fine too. Uh, Sometimes you have to decide exactly how much worry you're going to put into something. Uh, it's okay with me if my journals don't last for 7,000 years and are dug up by our great descendants uh, years from now. Um, if they're around for a little while, I think that's pretty good for me. Um, those are my hopes and dreams for my journal, that they just uh, create some fun for folks that are around, uh, that are around these days. And uh, so far, I've been having some fun with the construction paper. I've been coffee dyeing it and tea dyeing it. And it actually comes out really nice. And because it comes in so many colors, you really have a lot of uh, 
uh, you know, options that you can do. You can make it look aged and antiqued, or you can keep it look, looking bright and new and flashy and colorful and neon. I mean, there's so many different uh, construction papers these days. I have another little bin of, of uh, long-lost craft toys that is um, my little wooden pieces bin. And, uh, you know, I really need to relook at that bin because I, I, I always thought there's nothing I can do with this with journals, but really there is. I start just starting to think about it now. I mean, you can breathe new life into these little wooden pieces by, you know, you, they come in circles or ovals or squares or hearts or uh, little label shapes, all sorts of things that I've collected over the years. And uh, they can be put on covers, they can be painted, they can be used as dangles from your spine dangle, they can be used as, uh, you know, at the center of a signature where you have on the inside of your journal, you may have some strings there, and you can tie and dangle them from there, you can dangle them from a bookmark string, I mean, there's so many things that you can do. Okay, I'm going by a big truck now, bye truck, alright, aww, and, uh, just saw a dead cat on the road. Okay. <laughs> oh, poor cat. Um, um, I guess it was his ninth life. But um, there are so many things that, um, you know, live in the little vestiges of our craft areas. And it doesn't even matter if your craft area is big or small. Their odds are you probably squirreled away something. Something that uh, you could probably pull out and breathe new life into. Just take a look in there, take a rummage, and uh, see if you can find something that might spark interest. And don't make it an overwhelming task, just make it a little softy on yourself. And how about yarn? Anybody have yarn collections? Oh my goodness. Um, I went through my scarf knitting phase, that's as far as I got. That, those were my advanced skills scarf <laughs> and everybody got a scarf for Christmas and I remember starting I was knitting and I, got, I think I got the fattest yarn you know one of those big cheater scarf it's where it's you get the biggest needles and you get the fattest yarn and you're done in about five minutes you know that one yeah, I did a lot of that but I had some skinnies too I have some skinny yarns and uh, I picked up a lot of yarns at uh, garage sales and things like that and uh, my gosh, yarns, there's so many possibilities with yarns. Same thing with the dangles, you know, bookmarks, uh, things to put on the top of your journal tags, uh, little uh, pretty things that can dangle from the insides of your signatures yet again. Or you could even tie your, um, sew your signatures in with yarn if you have a big enough darning needle and uh, probably your uh, using your crocodile to big bite that will give you big enough holes to thread yarn through easily and uh, you can have a lot of fun with that so just kind of rummaging around in those old buckets you know get in there and take a look especially when maybe funds aren't hugely abundant or you know what you're just at the point where you're you're tired of the hunt and maybe you just want to create and it's time to actually pull out some of the stuff that you used we're kind of at the beginning of the new year now and maybe it's time for a fresh start of just going ahead and using what you have that would be an awesome theme I don't know if I can totally commit to an entire year of not buying anything but I think I think you could and I think that would be really awesome uh, if you actually just used up what you have and I really should do that who are we kidding but uh, I really do make an effort to use stuff around me 
and uh, but I do forget about stuff. It gets tucked away and squashed away in little drawers. And I don't know if you've seen pictures of my my craft studio. There's some pictures on Instagram, and I've got some uh, pictures I think on uh, Facebook, the Facebook group. But um, in all states of affairs, you know these before I cleaned and after I cleaned state of affairs. But I've got a lot of little drawers and. I originally labeled all my drawers. I was so organized and I, it was happening. It was like, it was masterful or so I thought. And it didn't take long for everything to sort of move around, shift, and the, the labels all of a sudden didn't match what were in the drawers. And uh, this was a bit of a catastrophe. So all of a sudden a lot of the labels started disappearing. They would fall off one by one. Here's one on the floor. There's one on the floor. And I would forget. I would begin to forget what was in the drawers. And that's when these crafting supplies became lost. They became lost to me because if you cannot see them, they are not there. They're physically not there in your realm because they don't exist in your brain. And how are you going to ever know that they're there or reach for them if you don't actually see them? So maybe it would be a great idea to just periodically open a drawer, open a bin, open a box, stick the old hand in, rummage around, see what you've got in there, pull it out and just play with it. Just have a good old paper crafting playful time where you are just sitting down there and have, going to town, having some fun, completely non-judgmental and uh, creating with reckless abandon and remembering that fun can be simple the entire time. So I hope you explore this a little bit. Consider breathing some old, new life into some old craft supplies. And it's bringing in the idea of recycling and repurposing and uh, recreating. So get out there and have massive fun today. It's been awesome chatting with you. I will listen to this to see how it sounds as I'm driving. Hopefully it's okay. But I've had fun talking with you. And uh, those are the thoughts of the day. So uh, please check out paper outpost on youtube the paper outpost channel i've also got the uh, uh, paper outpost facebook page and the paper outpost fb group that's a paper outpost facebook group come and check us out there i'm posting videos on youtube on monday wednesday friday and saturdays each week i do the podcast every monday or sorry every tuesday and every thursday and uh, so there's lots of ideas coming i have got you master lists upon master lists of ideas coming your way. You guys have been wonderful in offering ideas, suggestions for podcasts and videos and things like that. And I love hearing from you guys and I love interacting with you. I uh, love reading your comments and uh, chit-chatting with you back and forth. And uh, uh, you guys are a wealth of information and a wealth of inspiration for me. So I am very, very grateful uh, for all your support and all your encouragement. Um, this has uh, uh, been a wonderful experience, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more with you guys. So let's get back to crafting, everybody. Back to those tables, and uh, let's go have some fun. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Happy crafting. Bye-bye. <laughs>